today on This Christian Life. I had a lot of dreams, you know, I wanted to be walking on a stage winning Grammys, you know, doing pop and dancing and doing choreography and God changed all those things around for me. He like stopped me from doing so many things and stopped me from going so deeper and deeper into sin. It was very tough, you know, because God told me like, you know, close your eyes no more. You know, that's the line that stands out in my head. Close your eyes no more. That's Alejandro Brooks, singer, musician, and our storyteller for today. His talent led him to dream of fame and fortune. He was given his life, everything he had to get that Grammy. But that's not how his passion for music started. the most of my childhood that really inspired me is every time we went to church there was a group of three sisters in church that always used to sing and they would always do these harmonies it was always so impactful and then I remember going back home and like me and my brother and my sister we would like try to emulate that you know my mom sings my dad played guitar so he always was playing at home and they were a really big impact in my life because it really made me realize the beauty of the voice you know what I mean And then the older I got, the more I started to realize like, okay, this is not going anywhere, you know. I ended up in the choir in elementary, then I was in the choir in middle school, then I went to the band, and then I stayed in band throughout high school, and I was in marching band, I was in jazz band. But Alejandro was hiding something, something he never told anyone. One thing for me, because I, since we're getting on the personal now, you know, I was basically horribly bullied throughout middle school and high school. So my only outlet to actually be musical was band and to kind of hide in the group, you know, and, you know, play my instrument. So I never really got to sing that much in a choir. I mean, the, the, the last time I was in any kind of choir was in sixth grade. That was a really hard time for me, you know, because that kind of like stopped me, you know, from singing, you know, because I was like, well, I'm being bullied, you know, so I shouldn't, probably shouldn't sing because then I'll, I think I'll probably get bullied even more if I sing because I'm kind of a tall guy. So all the football players and basketball players just hated me because, oh, you're too tall to be uh, in band, you know, you should be playing football. And I was just like, well, I've always been in the music, you know. So when I graduated high school, I was like, I'm free, like I can do what I want. <laughs> you know, I was able to actually go into um, college. At that time I was really into jazz, so I was like, you know, I wanna do, I wanna study jazz vocal. So that was a really pivotal point in my life when I went to college because when I went to audition for the jazz program, they ended up giving me a scholarship. It wasn't just me saying like, hey, I can do this, but it was someone else actually acknowledging the fact that yes, I can do this and this is probably something I should continue to do. Being bullied didn't destroy Alejandro's dream, but it did alter his dream somehow. And his new dream led him down a path that took him further and further away from worshiping God. So it started with college, and then from college I started gigging around town. And then we ended up starting a writing team. 
So we started like writing songs for different artists and uh, trying to get placements, you know, as writing for different people or writing for different artists. And in the midst of writing, I wanted to meet people and that's why I started to fly out to LA and started to fly out to New York. And I wanted to kind of just gain my contacts so that when I wanted to release my music in the future, they would see me like, oh, right, this guy's a great writer. He has a great voice. So my dream was just to be a superstar, you know? I got to meet a lot of prominent people in the industry and you know I've hung out with different celebrities in their houses and, and everyone started to get to know who I, I was. And I was just about to release an album. I was touring Hawaii, I was touring in LA, and you know, a few other places I had some gigs here in Miami as well. And you know, I was like going for it, you know, like gunning for the Grammy, like how it says in like in my email. That was like my thing. In every post I had, it was like, hashtag gunning for the Grammy, and I was so hungry for it. I would spend all my income just to like fly out and do something here, and then just to meet someone there, and it was just like, you know, it was everything. It was my life. Higher and higher, higher and higher, higher and higher. You know, there's always one thing that, like, even throughout my career, you know, like, opened up for different celebrities and, you know, been around the world just doing what I love, but I always told myself, like, one day I'll be singing in church, you know? I don't know why. Even in my darkest hour, you know, I felt like once I got saved, I'd definitely be singing in church, you know? And lo and behold, you know, as I'm about to finish my album, my friend comes over and he's in tears and he's like, hey, you know, I feel like God is talking to me and he wants you to get saved and he's, he doesn't want you to die and, and go to hell. And then he started talking about, you know, how it would be at the end of the world and what it would look like. And it was just really odd because he wasn't saved either, you know? So I was just like, dude, what's wrong? What's happening? When someone talked about God, I always like blocked it off, you know? And I was like, you know, I don't want to speak about that because, you know, I was afraid. I knew that I was living a life of sin. I might have prayed every now and again when I wasn't saved or like that, but I was in fear. You know, it's called the fear of God for a reason, you know? I was so afraid and I also had like an eye-opening moment. It's like God told me like, you know, close your eyes no more. That's the line that stands out in my head because that's exactly what I felt was said to me. You know what I mean? Like, close your eyes no more. That was a very pivotal part of my life. Most importantly, I gave my life to God and, you know, I was on that list in heaven, you know? But it was also a moment where I had to give up so many things that I worked very, very hard for, you know? And I was just like, it was tough. It was tough and, you know, it took me a little time to actually say the words, you know, to everyone and say like, hey, I'm done with this music thing. I gotta change my whole thing around, you know? And it was very tough because I had a lot of dreams, you know? I wanted to be walking on a stage, winning Grammys, you know, doing pop and dancing and doing choreography. And yeah, living a sinful life. You know, when you're living in sin, you know, you think of all those things, you know, like how, how the party's gonna be and all these things and all, you know, just the things that seem so much, you really realize they're really minute once you give your life to God. There's a ladder that rises up, climbing up, rung by rung. There's a ladder that rises up, rises up, up to the Lord. There's a long enough. From an eternal perspective, there is only one happy ending a life filled up in Christ. Alejandro's life was now full, but his pockets, well, they were empty. 
temporarily. It wasn't just the fact that, okay, I'm gonna stop doing my thing as an artist, but it was also the fact that like, I'm gonna stop making all this money too, but it's a sacrifice I know I have to make because it doesn't go with my morals anymore. It doesn't go hand in hand. It was big sacrifices that I had to make and I was just like, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna make the same income? I worked so hard to get here and everything that I've done since the age of 19. All I did was music, that was my income. I got so comfortable in that and the certain amount of money that I made. You know, I spent a little time making very little income, you know, like just scraping by, you know, it got to a point where I wasn't able to pay my rent anymore and I had to end up moving in with my parents on a personal note. But it's the truth, you know, I wasn't making the same income anymore, so I wasn't able to, to afford the same things that I was able to afford before, you know? But I know that God was gonna realize that struggle and that it, it would all work out. It would all work out according to His will, you know? And I had to learn that, to trust in God, and He knows like what we're going through, you know? He knows those struggles that we're going through, and I owed it to Him, you know? He's done so much in my life, so many details in my life, and I just, think back on how he like stopped me from doing so many things and stopped me from going so deeper and deeper into sin in so many different ways you know and I was in the parties and the nights of no sleep you know God stopped me from doing a lot of things you know because I could have been way worse you know I mean to be so honest but it's the truth God changed all those things around for me and I I owe it all to him I, I felt like God gave me the strength to just breeze through it, you know what I mean? Because I was always very prideful. It's always a lesson that we have to learn through all the things that He does. I know He wanted to see if this was for real, you know? I mean, He knows my, he knows my heart, but they're called trials and tribulations for a reason, you know? A little while passed, then God called him to task. So I woke up at 5.30 in the morning and like, I feel like the presence of God, you know, like we have those special moments, you know? And I, I felt like he was saying, okay, this is the time when you write the email. This is where you let it all go. I remember it so clearly because I was still laying down in my bed and I, and I went into the email. I, I finally wrote out the email and saying that I'm done doing this and, and I had to move forward. I gave my heart to God and gave my life to God and I can't be on stage dancing and gyrating and doing all this stuff anymore, you know? And uh, I thought it was going to be a lot harder for me to say all, all these things, but it actually was just, it all just flowed. I had said and then I started crying because I was just like, half of my life from 19 to 36 like non-stop all giving up in one day that was the moment it was a lot for me because i missed him and although i gave all that up i know that i had something greater matthew 6 13 says but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you the new year started and God ended up putting the perfect job in my lap and on top of getting a job, I also found a passion for wanting to do real estate. You know, I know that I wanted to do gospel as well, but I had to be patient. So that's one thing I had to learn. I couldn't just rush into the making a gospel album because I had to be patient. Alejandro took his pastor's advice and decided to slow down and focus on God, and put his dream in God's hands and in God's timing. It wasn't long after that that his phone rang. 
So about a month ago, I received a phone call from a friend of mine, and you know, he's one of my really good friends, so he knew about my situation, and you know, that I gave my heart to God. And he's like, look, I came across an investment, and I love you. I want you to work on an album, man. I think you deserve it. You know, after all this time, like, I'm gonna fly you out to San Diego with me. I'm gonna start a label, and I'm gonna take care of everything. I don't want you to worry about anything. It was so uplifting, you know, like for me, because I was just like, you know, it brought me to tears, honestly, because I felt so deprived from all these little things that I learned throughout that I loved doing. And I was just so happy that I was able to do it again, but with such a bigger and better purpose for God, but also with ease of like someone being there to help me in every aspect. It was just like so different from how it was before. It wasn't like before I was paying for everything and doing everything and then now it's like almost like a gift. I, and I was, I was in tears, man, you know, like it always shakes me up. And I was just like, you know, thanking God. It's like, thank you, God, for the opportunities, you know, because he knows our hearts. He knows what we want. I really feel strongly that uh, he wants me to be a missionary to the voice, you know, and really tell a story through the songs that I sing. There's no other feeling better than singing for God. This is exactly what God wants me to do. He had a bigger purpose for me, you know. Now, when Alejandro sings, there are no groupies, no adoring fans, no famous people begging to work with him. Instead, the attention is all on God and his life-changing love. Alejandro won't be attending a Hollywood party tonight. He's waiting for a much bigger party. In the Bible, heaven is described as a party, but not just any, a wedding party. The ultimate celebration of love between God and his people. Now that's a party worth waiting a lifetime for. Psalms 37 verse four through five says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. Delighting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. Now that is this Christian life. This Christian Life is a production of Family Stations Incorporated and is not affiliated with Christian Life Magazine or Plus Communications Incorporated. Family Radio. 